Hello, everybody. This is Barbara Arantrou, and I'm very happy to be coming to you in this new year, our first show of the new year. And we have on the line um, a really very interesting guest. Her name is Tina Sobti. I think I'm pronouncing her name right, but I'm going to introduce her now. Tina, are you on the line? Hi, yes, I am online. Hi, please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you. Oh, sure, sure. So, yeah, so like you know, I'm Tina and I'm an author. I've written a lot of books um, titled as The Wisdom Tooth, The Magical Morning, and Introduction to Sustainable Development. I'm also an educator. I've educated more than I would say thousands of children across globe, and it's been a wonderful journey doing that so far. Writing has always been my passion, and I've loved doing that since I was a kid. And I'm so happy that now I've made my dream come true by turning my turning it into as my profession. That's so now wonderful, that Tina. Author, um, that's really exciting. Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. So um, let's get right into the interview, and then afterward we'll talk a little more. So, um, yeah. First of all, uh, where were you born, and where do you live now? All right. So I was born in Mumbai in 1985, and um, I've lived there for quite some time, but then moved to Delhi. I've completed my education from Delhi itself, and my entire family is there. So born in Mumbai, oh. but now I live in Delhi, India. Right. You live in New Delhi or in Delhi? In in the, in, New Delhi, in the yeah. old part New or the, the new? I was no, there. I in New Park. I was there in New it's, Delhi. I'm in the new. Oh, really? Okay, where? Yes. In 1972. <laughs> 1972. I wasn't even, yes. I wasn't even born then. You weren't born. <laughs> no, not at all. I'm so much older than you. So, um, I can't wait to talk to you about Delhi. Um, besides writing, do you have any other occupation? Oh, yeah, sure. Like I said, that I'm an educator. So, I worked as a teacher. I've taught English um, for more than a decade. I'm uh, I've been an HOD. I've been almost, I've handled the position of principal or coordinator, you can say, teaching kids, handling school, handling the entire management of schools. So I'm into education as well. I have a project by the name of Project Education in which I train a lot of teachers and children on working on sustainable development goals. So that's what I do. I love um, teaching and educating. Kids as well oh, as that's teacher. wonderful. I'm also a former teacher. So we have two things to oh, talk wow. about. I'm so great. excited. Or do you have any hobbies? Oh, sure I do. <laughs> sure I do. I love playing keyboard. So that's one of my foremost hobbies that I love pursuing. Then I like listening to music sometimes. And besides that, I love reading books. So these I, I are my hobbies. Well, yeah, I just... Yeah. I think all writers love reading books. <laughs> I know I, writers, I think. reading yeah. books is one of the yeah finest things anybody can do. So 
who or what influenced you to begin writing? Um, well, I was born in a family where lost people, they were into reading, but none of them weren't actually inclined towards writing. But my grandfather, he has worked with Bollywood, in Bollywood as a writer, as a screenplay writer and director. So I kind of have got this genetically from him. Oh, that's very interesting. We'll talk about that one more. I'm very interested in that. So, um, so please describe a typical day of writing for you. Tina? Tina, are you there? Oh, no, we lost Tina. Oh, no. Okay, well, while Tina is um, trying to reconnect, uh, we, um, you know, she's coming to us from New Delhi, so, you know, India, and there could be all kinds of problems with Skype. But, um, yeah, Tina's relatives, her grandfather was uh, part of Bollywood, which is so exciting. He was a screenwriter. And what happened? I'm going to find out what happened with her. Do not fret. I will find out what happened to her. And anyway, um, like I said, things happen on the on the on the show, and we can't really do anything about them. But um, I'm sure she'll call back in. But meanwhile, in the meantime, I'll tell you what's happened to me in the meantime. Um, I told you, maybe I told you that I entered a contest, the Malaysian poetry contest, where they opened it to everyone but Malaysians, which I thought was odd, but they, they decided they wanted to not have Malaysians be in this contest. And so I won third prize for my poem, and I might as well just read it because she's not on yet. So I will just read you my poem. It's called Malaysia, You Called to Me, and um, I will read you my poem. Let me see if I can find it. But anyway... This is, here it is. So I won third prize and I got a money award, which is the first time ever I received money for a poem. So I was very excited. Not a lot. In I guess in Malaysian terms, it was 200 RM, which in our terms comes to like, $45 and after taxes and all, $40. So, But still, it's money. <laughs> so I was very excited. Anyway, and, and prestige for being a winner. So anyway, Malaysia, you called to me. Turquoise waters lap the shorelines of the peninsula and islands of this beautiful country, filled with diverse cultures who strive to enjoy each other's festivals and holidays, creating unity. 
It is this desire to share your culture and experience the joy as we learn more about each other that has drawn me to this country that jumps to see to be together. I want to walk on your streets and sit in the food stalls eating native food, smelling the aromas of cooking meats and vegetables as chefs create the dishes, handing them out as fast as a conveyor belt to the hungry ones waiting patiently. Drink a glass of Milo or eat it as ice cream strolling through the shopping malls and lingering over Tatarek as we sit and talk enjoying the ambience around us. I want to explore beautiful Penang Island and Pulau Lengkwai, savor the fragrance of floral beauty as I wander through dense forests, play with rescued elephants, safe now, and swim in the waters off the coast to see coral reefs. Bite into a honey apple or taste mangosteen, learning why it is the queen of all fruits. Drink in the splendor of a tropical paradise, bringing itself into the modern age, and yet finding a way to treasure the gifts of ancient cultures while embracing the people who have adopted it as their home. There is so much to see here, but spending one afternoon with my friend talking and laughing and seeing each other in the flesh would be great, sharing our poetry in person, being a part of their world that calls to me the more I learn of its splendors. And that was Malaysia, You Called Me. And we had to write a poem about their culture and their history. And so I read up a lot about on it, about it, and I wrote that poem. Let me see what else I have new for you. Um, I hope everybody had a good New Year. It's kind of late to wish everyone Happy New Year, but it's still you know, January, so we can do that. Let me see what I wrote. Um, Okay. Um, Okay. This one I entered into a contest called um, Winter Diaries, and it's called Snow Thoughts. I anticipate the snow, soft flakes glittering in the lamplight, spreading a white blanket over cars and sprinkling the grass. I conjure the varied shapes and sizes on my face and coat, their whispered presence a visit from winter, leaving a token of itself on me. Snow has always been a wonder to me. I've watched at the mere thought of it, waiting at windows and pushing aside blinds to check even though it no longer affects my life in the same way, imagined snow days remain in my head as ghosts of a past life. The disappointment of finding I still had to go to work, written in my brain as impressions from strong handwriting appearing in the sheets of my present. And that was Snow Thoughts. Entered into Winter Diaries, which is another contest, and I don't know where our guest is. I'm going to keep checking, though. She's got network issues. Rain, okay. Um, I tell her I'll understand. And she and I can um, maybe conduct this con- this interview 
over the chat. Um, let's see if we can... In- okay, let's do this over chat. Until she can connect, we will do an over chat. It's going to be different, but I'm undaunted. Okay, so um, so I'm asking her to please describe a typical day of writing. Okay, and so. We're going to see what she says. Okay. So, um, let's see what she says. I'm going to read it to you when she, when she gives it to me. Anyway, um, so she has network problems and, you know, those, those things are kind of disturbing but they happen and until she can connect we will do it on on the chat so that's you know that's fine I don't mind that as long as we get her answers I would love her to keep talking with me because I really enjoyed that but this is what happens on blog talk radio and we get these times when people just can't connect and then you have to be creative. And we're being creative, waiting for Tina's answer to please describe a typical day of writing. Okay. <clears throat> and we're almost there. She's going to give us her ideas. Very soon. But I will tell you what my typical day of writing is. I don't always write every day. But when I do, it's usually around 3 o'clock in the afternoon, 3 to 5. That's when I usually get most of my writing done. And yesterday, I wrote two chapters. I revised a chapter, and then I wrote another chapter. And I am happy to say, very happy to say, that I am at the last chapter of my book which is ending the series and oh I have other news for you which I was going to wait to tell you but um, I may as well tell you now my first book if I could be like Jennifer Taylor is going to be republished by Amazon KDP and I'm very very excited at first I didn't want to do self-publishing but there's so much interest in this book And because of what happened with my publisher, you all know, I told you, unfortunately, she went out of business, and I was left with these e-books that were not able to be sold. And so now, both my e-book and a new paperback are going to be out for If I Could Be Like Jennifer Taylor with a new cover. And so... um, if you have never read the book, a lot of people have read it. And then second book will be coming out on Kindle Vella, which means I will be putting it out a chapter at a time, also with a new cover. And 
I may or may not publish that second book, but um, I just want to know that, uh, want you to know that um, I appreciate all of the interest that was given to this book when I when I um, announced this, and I'm working with a, a really nice editor. I mean, she's just the best, and um, she's very particular about helping me, and it's just, it's really a joy to be with somebody who's like that. Um, not to say that I didn't have a great editor when I first edit, had the book edited, my my editor Nancy Bell was just wonderful, and then um, my line editor I forgot his name was also wonderful, and so I'm not complaining about that. But still, um, it, it, when you're left with unpublished books, it's a, a scary thought that you'll never be able to get them published. No publisher wants to republish any books anymore. They've got too many books they have to publish on their own. So most don't want to take and republish a book. Like I guess in the earlier in our history when they when they writers didn't have so many books, they would republish a book. But now not so much and even though it's totally formatted and everything's ready it's still requiring so much international formatting and, you know, that requires so much. <laughs> I didn't know. So um, it's going to be out. It'll be out soon, as soon as we get the cover and get everything done to it. And I'm very excited because I didn't think that it would have a publisher. But now, I mean, I, I'm getting a really good deal on it. And so I'm very excited about it. And Tina has not answered me. So um, I'm just waiting for her to answer. <laughs> and um, I'm just wondering why she didn't answer. <laughs> ah, here it is. So here is what she wrote. She said, well, I have spent many days, this was, please describe a typical day of writing. Well, I have spent many days thinking what to write and kept struggling with thoughts. There was a day when I spent a whole day thinking about the title of my book, but couldn't think of one, and that irritated me. Wow. I have been in that position. Um, Tina, did when you write, um, what is that like for you? Can you describe that? I'm not going to ask her. Can, can she hear me? So, um, she... She couldn't, I don't know if she could hear me. Good. Okay. So, so, um, what, what else do you do besides thinking about titles when you write? 
and then we'll wait for her answer. It's kind of clunky this way. She says, writing is something really exciting for me. And um, it's exciting, I think, for me, too, because when I start writing, it's like someone else is holding my fingers. Do you feel like that, Tina? That someone else is holding your fingers and moving them? I I always feel that way when I'm writing. It's like some force is moving my fingers and it's coming from my head. I mean, it's in my head, but it, it's just, I write on the computer now. I used to write in pen, but I don't do that anymore. I write on the computer, and um, I, I can understand that. Writing is really exciting, and all writers feel that way. I'm pretty much convinced after speaking with so many writers, and I think that's the key to wanting to be a writer is that excitement of feeling it. She's trying to call me. Okay, let's see if I'm getting her. Ah, yes. Can you hear me? Yes, now you're on, yes. Oh, <laughs> great, great, great. Great. Oh, oh, we we don't have such to a do bad that network. thing. Yes. <laughs> I know. It's actually between I, I feel the time. I know, I know. I could hear you, you know, managing things so well, but it's just that I was not able to connect, and now finally I can, yeah. I feel the time with reading my yeah. poetry. <laughs> I know, I know, but I'm sure people would enjoy listening to that as well. Yeah, so, you so are, you when you're writing, that, do you, you feel know, that feeling that, that, that feeling that something else is moving your fingers? Yes, I sure do. I sure do. I do feel that something else is moving in my fingers. You know, it's something very inspiring and motivating for me. So whenever I write something and whenever I fight with my thoughts or struggle with them and then come up with something new, it always gives me a boost. So, yeah, writing is really, really exciting, and I just love doing that. So you mentioned you have two relatives who were part of Bollywood. What was it like growing up yeah. in that atmosphere? Oh, it was great. You know, I, you know, when I was a kid, I used to feel so proud that I belonged to such a family wherein I have people who are in Bollywood. I was always inspired by both of them. So my uncle, my father's elder brother, eldest brother, I would say, he, who was like a father to me, I just lost him last year in February, unfortunately. Oh, sorry to hear that. And then he, yeah. So uh, it was great. It was great growing up around him. He used to tell me, he used to give me wonderful lessons about life. He was the one who always kept me pushing towards, you know, just mm-hmm. made me keep going and never lose hope and kind of. So he was a kind of a person that, uh, you know, who was very positive. And apart from that, his work and his contribution towards Bollywood was commendable. So I I always looked up to him, and I wanted to be like him. And similarly, if I talk about my grandfather, he he actually won a lot of awards in Bollywood for his movies that he wrote. So again, that was very, very inspiring, and I wanted to be like them. And still, I want to take that legacy forward. 
and make sure or rather I really want to achieve and be like them. Hope that I would be able to do that someday. Well, that's great. I, that's It's so exciting to have that legacy. Uh, do you yeah. incorporate any of that life into your writing? If Sorry, so what? I couldn't hear that. Do you incorporate any of that life into your writing? And if so, what? Yeah, I do. I do sometimes. Yeah, I do sometimes. And um, I am thinking to write a book about my uncle because he was a really, really famous personality. So maybe someday I'm just gathering my thoughts about him. So let me see. I really hope that someday I can do that. I noticed both of your relatives, I I didn't put this in the question, but it was in my head. Both of your relatives were in the Army. um, Is that normal that so many people are in were in the army or is that because they were of a certain generation uh just give me one second yeah could you repeat that Barbara? i'm so sorry i was not able to hear okay i was saying i noticed that both of your relatives were in the army so is yeah, that indeed. normal that a lot of people in that life were in the army or is it just because of that time period did you hear me I believe that army yeah 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 I but uh, your voice is lagging a bit but that's all right I'm able to oh okay sorry yeah okay so I you said both of my relatives were in army right so I just had one who was in army oh okay it seemed like the other had yeah. one of those. Um, no, no, the other one, yeah. Just one of them uh, was in army, and uh, he had served in that field for quite a lot of years. And again, it was, like I said, all means it's, I, it's kind of a blessing for me to be in there in that kind of family and be around such people and learn a lot of things. About wow, Okay. So t- please tell us a little bit about your latest book, Ane. Is that how you pronounce it? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ane what is, is it about? That I've written. Yeah, what is sure. it about? Ane, okay. Well, if I talk about Ane, I would always, people do keep asking me about Ane, what is it about, and they're quite excited to know. So my my first thing that I always ask them is that, do you believe in love? So, oh, Ane yeah. is a book which is not a normal love story. So, it is meant for people who believe that there's always more to love or there's not even one side to love. Love has a lot of sides, bright ones and even dark ones. So, Ane is a book wherein a man named Ane, of course, uh, marries a girl called Shania and they are made to tie the knot by their families. They live happily together for six months. But after six months, this man goes to work and never returns. So that leaves Shania. Yeah. So that leaves Shania in a pool of despair and gloom. And she keeps wondering where her husband, you know, is. And she keeps looking for him. And the kind of web of lies that appears in front of her. There are so many mysterious things about her family which reveals up once she starts looking for Anne. So it's all about that. It's about her journey 
or whether she'll be able to find Anne or not, that I would leave as a mystery for everybody. <laughs> so in this book, it's all about her journey, <clears throat> that how she goes about finding Anne and what happens when she does that. Oh, well, okay. Looking forward to reading it. How does this differ from your first books? My first book was, I would say, The Wisdom Tooth, and it was a self-help book. It was non-fiction, and it was non-fiction. And this one is a fiction book. So in that book, The Wisdom Tooth, I had mentioned more about the optimism and positive things about life, how to keep yourself motivated, how to keep yourself always on the right path of living life and living it to the fullest. So it was all about that. And this book is all about, what do you say, an imaginary world. Because obviously when you write stories, they are not real. Sometimes yeah, they do reflect a part of your life. But then the one that I've written this time, it's totally fictional. It's all in my imagination. And I'm really hoping that people would like reading it. So that's how they are different. The one was totally a serious kind of a book self-help, non-fiction, and the other book is fun, exciting, and it's chilling, I would say. It would give chills to your spine. So that's okay, so, these books are so why did you decide to change from writing non-fiction to writing fiction? Usually people just write non-fiction and people just write yeah. fiction, but this is unusual. This is unusual. I would certainly agree to that, yes. I used to love reading self-help books, non-fiction books, and there was a time when I used to hate reading stories. My family, friends, they used to ask me that when you're into writing, when you love writing, why don't you write fiction or read fiction books? But I used to hate doing that at some, you know, before Mm -hmm. some years, I would say. So I used to hate doing that, but with time, I don't know what really happened. I started developing interest in reading stories. So once I started reading stories, this thing came into me that if I can read, I I used to enjoy reading them. So I thought that why not write something? Why not, you know, try something different? So Mm -hmm. Anne is my first attempt into fiction writing. And I'm really, like I said, I'm really hoping people would like it. But I don't really know what changed my mind. I think it's all about interest. And it's always good to try different things. So I tried writing nonfiction one. And I gave it a try to a fiction one this time. Let's see how it goes. <laughs> I don't, I, I've written both too, but I haven't written a book of nonfiction. That's a lot. How does writing oh, okay. nonfiction differ from writing fiction? Non-fiction, I, would, I think, according to me, non-fiction uh, requires some serious thinking because you are conveying a message to your readers. You, you, you know, your readers would read your book and they would probably expect something to learn from you when you're writing a non-fiction book. That's what I think. Whenever I used to read a non-fiction book or even when I still read a non-fiction book, that's what I have a thought in my mind while reading that, okay, if I'm picking up this book, I would learn something from it. So that's what nonfiction is. That Probably a message, probably something that would, you know, change my thoughts or my mindset about something. But um, when it comes to fiction, again, it's more of, you know, 
fun. It gives you happiness. So does non-fiction also, I would say. But fiction, I think, is more of, you know, getting yourself involved into different things. When you read about different characters, you can relate to them. And it's more fun. That's what I think about them. I agree. I agree. I only write fiction, but um, I read nonfiction and fiction, and yeah, I, I, I tend to love reading fiction most mm-hmm. of the time. Um, there are some fiction books that can make you a little disturbed, though. <laughs> so, anyway, Absolutely. do you have Absolutely. any works in fi- in progress for publication and? Well, I, my current book, Anne, is being published by Griffin Publication. So right now they're working on it, and very soon it's going to be out there in the market. I believe that I met you through that kind of thing, right? Yeah, you were there in my cover launch, yes. yes really? Yes. I was there, there in your cover launch, launch. yes. me says Deva, right? Right, right. Misami says yeah. Yes, I hope she's listening. Um, and I was fascinated with you, and I said, I have to have this person on my program. Yes. <laughs> and here you are. So when will any of them be? When will this be available? This will be available in February? Yeah, sure, it would, because it's almost ready. And uh, the book has reached me, but it's yet to be launched. So I have received my office copy. And it's, I was very, very excited holding it in my hand. I obviously did this were. for every author. But... <laughs> yeah, so so um, do you have any other books that you're working on now? Uh, I have a couple of stories in my mind, again, related to fiction, because I think now I'm more inclined towards fiction writing. Um, can't say that I might write a non-fiction book soon, but then as of now, at present, I'm more inclined towards fiction. So um, I have a couple of stories in my mind, which I would be penning them down soon. Okay. Let's so, see. But right now, all my focus is on Anne. I want Anne. people to read it. I want people to enjoy it. Yes. Oh, I think it, it sounds like a wonderful book. And when Thank the book you. is Although published, yeah, no, when the book is published, I want you to call into the show, and we can talk Definitely. about it. So you know, sure, sure, um, sure. hopefully, yeah. I'll be at your book launch if it isn't too, you know. I would love to see you there. Yeah, I would love to see you there. It was great meeting you there at the cover launch, and it was really nice to hear your, your inputs about the cover. And I really hope that you're there in the book launch as well. Oh, I'm very excited. I'm so excited to read this story. Yeah, we do. Um, yeah. Um, how can our, will you be having any in-person or virtual events for your latest book? So yes, when sure, will sure. this be? Yeah, when will this book launch be? And how can our listeners find it when it's done? Or will you be having any in-person things in, in Delhi or anything like that? Well, I'm planning a lot of things uh, when it comes to its promotion and its launching. First of all, I'm expecting a book launch, which will be an uh, which will be a virtual event. So it's going to happen soon, probably in the first or second week of February. 
And after Great. that, I have a couple of book signing events because the book will be launched officially in the market. Although, yes, it is available on Amazon. So if anybody would want to go ahead and buy it, it's there on Amazon already. Um, but we're so, soon. I think we're yet to do a pro- proper or you say launch Hello. of it in the first or the second week Hello. of Feb. Hi, this this call may be recorded for quality purposes, and you may always be added to a do not call list if you'd like. Excuse me. Please speak with Bar- Ms. Barbara, please. Excuse me. Yeah, that was serious calling me. Okay. So, um, that's wonderful. That sounds just wonderful. And we will be looking forward to hearing from you again. How can our listeners find you? Um, can you tell us your website and links? Okay, well, they can find me on Facebook. I'm there. You can search me by my name, Tina Sopti, so they'll be able to find me there. And apart from that, I'm on Instagram as well. They can find me there as well. I don't have an official website, but I do have my official page, which is, again, by the name of Tina Sopsi. Okay, so you're I'm on Facebook as, a, as an author? Yes. Okay. So you would be author Tina Sopsi? Right, right, yes. Right, okay. So you'll, you'll put those links in the comments for the guests? I would, I would. You know, yes. for the listeners so they'll 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 know thank you so much (laughs) and Mm -hmm. finally my last question to all of my guests is are you excuse me are you a plotter or a pantser in other words do you outline or do you just write no i just believe in writing and then editing i outline yeah i do i I did outline on it because like i said that when i was writing (laughs) my first fiction book. So there was a proper storyline that I thought of and I'd written it down, outlined the entire story, and then gave it a shape. So that's how it worked this time. But then it, when it came to my first book and I was writing that, I did not really, you know, spend a lot of time outlining things, thinking much. I just wrote whatever came to me. And then it went good. But with Anne, I have given a lot of time and made an outline, storyline, characters, everything, worked on it really hard. So, okay, so so we're done with the formal interview, and it was wonderful, <laughs> even though we had Great. to conduct it partly over chat. <laughs> I know, I know, but it, uh, it was great that we could at least manage doing that. And it's amazing to be a part of this show. I was really excited, and I still am. It's always lovely talking to you, and I really look forward to more of such interactions. Oh, well, we are continuing to talk. Uh, I know it's late there, but I I'm, I hope you had a nap or something. I mean, with yeah, Tina, yeah, it was 2.30 a.m., so <laughs> it's this is wonderful. That we, yeah, it's 4 o'clock in the yeah. afternoon here, but... Um, I I just want to um, touch on a few things that, that we didn't really elaborate 
on. But when you were a child and you um, mm-hmm. and you were in that life, did you go to the night things and and what were they like? Were they big banquets and things like that? When I was a child, yeah. I missed the second part. Like I said, there's, it's a little no, bad. No, what, what, what was the nightlife night like, like for you? Nightlife like when I was a child? Yeah. All right, so when I was a kid, my nightlife used to be like my aunt reading stories to me because mm-hmm. we never used to move out of the house. I was born in, uh, what do you say, in a Punjabi family in India, obviously, so I was, everybody used to pamper and they used to be really concerned about me being a girl. So they always made sure that I'm at home, you know, with them mm-hmm. safe. So I never used to go out much. I used to spend my nights usually reading books or probably people reading stories to me, watching television with my father. And that's how my night life was when I was a kid. But when I started working, I started working at a very young age. When I was 17, right after I finished my school. So that that was the time when the nightlife actually began for me. Because I started working with a BPO initially. So I used to go out for night shifts. And then obviously I met a lot of people, made a lot of friends. So we used to go out at night, clubs and all. And we used to have a great time. But when I was a kid, there was not really a great nightlife for me. But always, like, I loved being around my grandparents and my family. So that was another charm of it, you know, of its own kind. How was your so you, ne- you never actually saw anything that your parents did, none, none of that stuff, right? No, none not of really. n- My parents, no, not not really, no. But they did go out, right? They did. They did go out to big parties and... No, and even my parents, no? they used to... No, uh, you know, no, 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 not really. When we were kids, my parents, they were more concerned about our education, studies and all. So at night, usually we used to be at home. They also did not have a very great nightlife or something. We always used to hang around together as a family during night at home itself, have dinner together. Have a good laugh about things, and that's how our you know nightlife was when I was a child. But obviously, when we started growing, me and my brother, so things changed for my parents too. They got more time for themselves, so they used to go out for outings and different things at night. But when we were kids, we were more closer to them at home. Yeah, I you know. Uh... I kind of remember, well, I grew up in the 50s, so, so oh, yeah, that was yeah, a long so time it back. was, it was a sure very different very time, different a yeah. very different time, but um, mm. when I was a teenager, I, I rebelled a little, and I went out um, with a friend here and there, and it never worked out well, they never, these Mm, These little excursions never worked out well. Once I went to a, when I was thirteen, I think, or fourteen, I went to a frat frat party at Brooklyn College, and 
I had no idea what we were getting into, my friend and I. And we just, like, mm-hmm. we we didn't really understand what it was going to be like. And then we saw all these mm-hmm. people making out and dark. It was dark and everyone was all coupled together and making, and we just ran. We ran. <laughs> Out of this oh, party, out of this. <laughs> so if you can imagine. But that would have been um, fun too. Yeah. <laughs> you can imagine a 14-year-old girl yeah. running around in yeah. Brooklyn at night and my parents, mm. when they found out that I had done that, oh, my goodness, I was grounded like forever after that. Oh. <laughs> I was not allowed out. <laughs> Anyway, we have a caller uh, on sure. the line. Okay, we have a caller on no, the great, line. Okay. Yeah. And hello. Hello, caller. Hello. Barbara, hi. Hi. And who is this? Brian Clark. This is Brian Clark. This is Brian Dan Clark. And um, I'd like to introduce you to my guest, Tina Sobti. Tina, this is Brian Van Clark, a poet. Hi, Brian. And a good friend well, of mine, uh, my my virtual brother. So, <laughs> awesome. Really nice to meet you here. Very nice to meet you. Uh, I think Barbara's being a little, little liberal when she calls me a poet, but uh, I might get there once in a while. No, no, no. I would not call you a poet unless I thought you were. You write great poetry. Oh. Your senos are amazing, and uh, don't don't say that you're not. So, um, okay. Well, yeah. Do I you have a I'll question? Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, you know, I, I've been so preoccupied today that I just, uh, I just tuned in, so I didn't really. Uh, I wasn't privy to the show until just a couple of minutes ago. But uh, you have to tell me, uh, Barbara, how it is that you got published. How I got published? Uh, yeah. Um, no, how you got I went, a friend of mine, a friend of mine told me that I could put my book on Kindle Vella. So I went to Kindle. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I got to Kindle... I went to KGP, which is the author part of Kindle, and a person got on and chatted with me. That and that chat, in that chat, I I, I was given um, a lot of information about you know what to do, how to you know publish and all this stuff. And we talked and talked, and then she gave me a really good. What is that, Brian? Really? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm out in the California sunshine, walking down the street. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, a, a person, this person here. gave me a really good deal, and so I won't tell the deal on on air because probably, it, it, but it was a really good deal, and so okay, I took so, it. I could tell you in private, but not not on air. And so I took it, and she said there'd be a new cover. They'll re-edit the book if they need to. They put it into international format. Um, they're doing everything for me, and so it's going to be out soon. 
Wow. It's just they gave me one cover. I didn't like it, and so they're redoing the cover. And um, she said to me today that if I didn't like the cover, that we'd they go back to the drawing board and do it again. So that's how that happened. And, and they're and gonna. So, uh, and she read. And she read my second book that goes in the series, and she loved it. And so I'm putting that one on Kindle Vella for everyone who's read the first. And um, but we're in, we're issuing the first one very soon, maybe in a month or two. So I'm really excited. <laughs> so Tina, uh, you're an author also. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and tell me, uh, tell me what you write about, please. All right. Uh, okay. So I think I should start with my nonfiction thing again. <laughs> okay. So I used to, like I mentioned before, I used to read a lot of nonfiction books. So thought of writing one, and I did write one two years back by the name of the Wisdom Book, which talks about the teachings of Bhagavad Gita, which is very famous in India over here. And I have currently written my first fiction book, which is titled as Anay. And it's a mystery thriller and suspense book that I've written. It's about to be launched um, probably in the first and the second week of Feb. And I would really love to have you there, Brian. If you if you would be there, yeah. that would be great on the launch. It's going to be a virtual launch. I, I would love to be there. I, I really appreciate the invite. You're in India? It's going to be virtual, Brian. Yes, It'll be yes, on yes. Zoom. Oh, I, do, I know that, yes. but I do have... I do have quite an amazing amount of people uh, over in India mm-hmm. that are poetic friends of mine. Uh, and so I, you know, I, I feel like I know a, a, a lot about the area. I know. We both like have a lot of amazing friends yeah, huh? in India. <laughs> in and and one of those friends, and, uh, I think, are you friends with Musimi? Yes, uh, I am friends. Because okay, Musimi, because no, awesome. uh, Brian. Are you friends with Busimi? Oh, yeah, okay. No, I mean I've I've heard of him, but I have not had the pleasure. She she is the publisher yeah. of an A, of of an A. Uh, so Tina's she's Tina's publisher, and I was there at the cover reveal. Oh wow! That's how Tina and I met, and I I just wanted her so much on my show after I met her, so I'm really excited oh, having well, her there. Yes. As you already know. I uh, I've been I was published in CIPA S-I-P-A-Y, which is over in India. Right, as I was, yes. In, yeah, well, uh, the person that invited me the first time around has invited me to come back and, and write uh, for the next uh, next episode, or the next edition. I'm quite excited about that. And I have That's another, wonderful. Uh, publication, uh, another publication called Darwin that approached me. Uh, just before uh, the winter, or just before the holidays, and wanted me to write for their winter edition, which I did. They published that, and he has come back and, and uh, asked me to to uh, write for their spring edition. So I'm very excited about that. And the thing I'm most excited about is I'm in the middle of finishing that first children's book that uh, Dana Alt has helped us tremendously help to. Uh, to create with me, and uh, I, I really 
really appreciate all the all the knowledge. That oh, that's wonderful. I noticed that Dana left the chat. Yeah, that's was great. there some kind of problem? Yeah, I saw that. I, I don't, you know, I honestly don't know. Oh, I you just, would uh, to, I just you know, find book. out. <laughs> you would have find oh, out what happened because I, I, I had Dana on the program, and we had a very lovely discussion. So I don't know why you know, she oh, did she that. Has, but. she has sent me a wealth of information. Uh, you know, all the things I didn't know about what what needs to happen. Writing a children's book. And, oh, uh, writing a children's so book is very difficult. Did you read, you know, I read um, Anastasia Suen. Have you heard of her? Anastasia Suen, yes. S-U-E-N? Yes, yes, she was on the program, right? Yeah. So she one, is yeah. a children's writer, and uh, I took a workshop from her. And in order to even start writing, she had us reading a hundred we had to go to the library and find a hundred children's books to read. <laughs> wow. Uh, you know yeah. what? That might be a good idea. You should do that. I, you should, well, I, that will well, definitely I, help you because children's books are all different. And, and the thing about a children's book is the story has to be sensational. It has to be something. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I, I, I sent her... I, I wrote a script, and I, with the script, I put some notations for illustrations. So I sent her that script, and she sent it back. She said that I had, well, she called this story adorable and definitely something that, that will sell. Uh, you know, and, and so, but there were things that I needed to do, word count, uh, age group, target, target audience, et cetera, that I had oh, to right. Vocabulary, very important. Yeah. yeah, and so, also... But, a lot of the children's story is the illustrations. So uh-huh. what you're doing is mainly just putting the action into your, you know, like into your, illust- into your illustrations. So it's like the dialogue is more important in a children's story than the actions. So oh, it, yes, it's because the illustrations will show the actions to the children. Whereas right. the dialogue is extremely important. So, and plus it has That's to be simple. Make sure I got the script done right first. Right. And, and, and also only that. 32 pages. And only like, they're doing like 150 words now. I mean, really, a small amount of words. 50. Yeah, yeah really, a small amount of words. And, well, my um, target, my, I, 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 I'm at about 18 pages right now, so it's going to have to, going to have to expand it one way or another. But uh, I got yeah, 18 pages is it's it, it in in regular pages like manuscript pages will be too much. It should be maybe a page well, is, or two. I, basically, I formatted it. I formatted it to where uh, the script and the the image or the illustration on the same page. So, you know, basically I laid the storyboard out as one would if one were reading. Oh, okay. So, with eight, so it's 18 pages with the illustrations and everything else. Yeah. So, yeah, but it could be 32. You can go up to 32. Well, uh, I'm, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure on the age group yet as far as 
what the, the words out. Well, we're, we're very they excited for you, Brian. And when this book comes out, you're definitely invited back on the show as a guest to be interviewed. <laughs> oh yes. Oh, I, like talking, I, like, <laughs> I like talking to the guests. You know, Barbara, I appreciate that. I, I really, really think that it's going to get picked up once it's, uh, once it's all said and done. Danny knows who. So, well, if, if it doesn't, uh, then like, a, like I said, you know, you can, you can try KZP. It's really very nice, not too expensive. And I, have to, and I do have to say that, uh, I, you know, I appreciate having met uh, Kenna because, uh, I, you know, having talked to her on the program and then I read one of her, one of her unhuggable books. And that was a, that was an influencer or that was a, a contributor to my idea my own ideas and, and kind of forwarded my my thoughts that I could actually do that. So, well, I'm very excited for you, Brian, and I hope that it all works out really well. Very excited, and um, yes. if you need any help or you know any any if you want any eyes, you know, I'll be glad to read it for you because I'm currently. Well, what's that? Once I get it edited, I'm going to be, gonna be editing um, Deep and Preet's new book coming out. So, oh, okay. um, yeah, and, and, and frequently I edit her poems before she puts them on Facebook. All right. Well, so, I, uh, well she that, asked me, so I do it. Hoping but, that, uh, I'm hoping that the test from this book will... Uh, for me the opportunity to uh, to visit places I've always wanted to go, such as India and uh, and whatnot. Oh well, India is wonderful. I I visited India. That's what I'm going to talk about with Tina soon. So you stay on the line, but it's okay. very very noisy there. So if you want to stay on the line and listen, yeah, I'm yeah. going to mute you. Okay, that's fine. Okay, great. Thank you for calling right. in, Brian. I really appreciate you calling. Tina, are you still there? Yes, I'm here. Yes, 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 I'm here. Did you have anything uh, to say to Brian before I mute him? So, yeah, I was, I was just about to say that, Brian, I did hear about your writings and all, and they sound really, really exciting. So I wish you all the very best for all your upcoming books. And I'm sure that they're going to do really, really well. Thank you. Okay, so I'm going to mute you, and you can listen to the program, okay? Thanks, Barbara. You can stay on the line and listen, and if you have anything else you want to say, interrupt and come back, okay? Okay. All right. Okay, thank you. Bye. All right. So, that was Brian. Dane Clark, he is a really good friend of mine, and um, we haven't met, but I have a lot of good friends I haven't met yet. So. Oh, I can understand that. Happens. I have a really good friend in Kentucky, Melissa Begley, who may or may not be listening, but um, mm-hmm. I really, really want to meet her. And I have so many friends in India. I have you now. I have... Yeah, see me. I have, I have Srikla, I have Shiju. We are all friends, and I, you know, I miss, 
I really would love to meet everybody. And I would love to um, have you here. Yeah, I would love to come back to India. I mean, when I left mm-hmm. India, I was so sad. I because <laughs> I had Aww. such a wonderful experience there. When we were there, um, my husband and I, we stayed at our first experience was at the Jampat oh. Hotel. Oh, okay. Is that That's is, is hotel yeah. still there? Yeah, it's still there, yeah. Wow. Did they renovate it, or is it still the same old place? Sorry, what? Did they renovate it, or or is it still the yeah, same old place? Yeah, they do keep renovating it every now and then, yeah. They do that. Oh, I remember... I remember they were they kept spraying for bugs. They kept they mm-hmm. they kept spraying for yeah, bugs. Yeah, because the renovations keep happening in all such hotels because obviously with time things change. So they are, yeah they keep doing things. They didn't have air conditioning really that much there, so they kept spraying. And mm-hmm. I remember thinking we had to leave our room because they were spraying, and it's just crazy. Oh, but, uh, is it? I don't know. They kept spraying. So mm-hmm. anyway, um, then we moved to the Intercontinental. Is that still okay. there? Yeah. That I'm not too sure about. Where did you exactly visit in India? 1972. <laughs> no, no, where, where, where in India? Where in India? New Delhi. Yeah. Oh, New Delhi, okay. Intercontinental, I'm not too sure I've heard of it recently, but um, I'll have to check. It's near Nehru Park. It's right near Nehru Park. Must be there. I've never visited there. Not really. Oh, okay. Because that was a beautiful, the park is still there, right? The park is still there, yeah. Yeah, it's such a beautiful park. And it overlooked it is, the park, so we, yeah, so we we were there, we were there our last days because um, we we couldn't stay in the jam pen anymore. They didn't have air conditioning; it was getting impossible. It was so hot, oh. so <laughs> we mm-hmm. went to the Intercontinental where it was air conditioned, where it was renovated and modern, and um, I remember that part of my. My my, my you, stay. It must be fun think, thinking about all those past memories. Oh my God! We visited. Time. We had. This is what happened to us. We were in Italy, in um, mm-hmm. in Rome, and we had planned. To, we planned to go to India because my husband was going to be doing um, studying in in Indian law. He was um, in law school at the time, oh, okay. and he had a grant to go study Indian law with mm-hmm. all of the legislators and everything. So um, we went oh, so on, on a whirlwind like trip. We went to it, Rome first. We stopped in Rome, and mm-hmm. that was a wonderful experience. And in our hotel I'm sure, I'm was, sure this, might be. Yeah. was this guy. And he was going to India, traveling. Oh, and okay. And he said to us, you must come and I will show you around. 
Mm -hmm. So he said, I will pick you up at the airport. Okay. So we didn't know what to expect. We, You know, you, you meet a, a, right, a stranger, right. they say they're going to pick you up at the airport yeah, in India. I know, and but... Yeah, yeah go but, ahead. but 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 I I didn't know Indians then. So so I I um you know we we got off the air, the airplane and it was like 3 in the morning because of the fact that we had to go and you know on that kind of flight. And mm. we got there and I was exhausted and it was hot and miserable and there right there as we got off the plane mm-hmm. and got off through customs, mm-hmm. was this wonderful man. Oh, okay. And, uh, I so mean, he, he did ask us to buy stuff for him through customs, but we did oh. that. And, and, and we gave it to him, and um, he drove us to a, our first hotel was the Y. And okay. <laughs> That was awful. <laughs> it was awful, but we did we did you know manage to get through that first night, and then we we booked this um, thing at the jam pad, and the jam pad mm-hmm. was better, but um, you know at least it had bathrooms. The other had a strange, I won't explain it, <laughs> shower. Right. And, I yeah. yeah, yeah, and 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 um, I remember it was a very interesting experience for me because then they allowed the taxi drivers to camp out in mm-hmm. front of the hotel, and they lived right. on cots. Okay. They don't still do that, right? Right, right, right. No, they don't do that. No. <laughs> and then in the morning. They would try to get you to come into their camps. It was, you know, they 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 slept outside on the cots, and and it's just really interesting. And and so, um, but then. So you do have some good memories with India. Oh yeah. Then he came the next day, and mm-hmm. he took us around, and each day he took us around. And we saw oh, everything. We saw everything. We saw the mm-hmm. Red Fort. We saw the parks. Amazing. We saw it. Yeah. And then we explored on our own. We went to Old <laughs> Delhi, and we had tandoori chicken, and we we, we visited wow. the <laughs> fort in Old Delhi. Yeah. Did you enjoy we, the food over here in New Delhi? I did, but unfortunately... The first time I had real Indian food, I got mm-hmm. really ill. Really oh, sick. Because it was too different for you, maybe, perhaps. Yeah. My husband also got very ill, but he had like a, a, a virus or something. And um, oh. I remember I remember um, going down to the to the um, concierge and asking him for a thermometer and he didn't understand me. I kept saying thermometer, 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 thermometer. I kept explaining what it was. (laughs) Finally he says, oh, thermometer. 
<laughs> I know. Happens sometimes, yeah. And you get the wise one to understand that. Right. And I couldn't I couldn't figure it out. And 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 so mm-hmm. um yeah, he was sick but then I had you know, I had a problem but I got better. But he 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 needed a lot of mm-hmm. you know, attention and that's why we moved afterward right, Cause right, he was right. weak and we moved to the intercontinental but all that time he was working he was he was doing mm. an international law with the um with the uh, government so very oh, he, okay. he never really could tell me much about it but um we were we were um very interested and then afterward we were invited to a, all I could say was some banquet, a, an amazing banquet. And this group of um, families had like one of those, um, like each month they gathered in a different home to have mm-hmm. dinner. Oh, yes, yes, so yes, understood, yeah. They had the most incredible food. They had all of this food that was all covered with gold and silver, and mm-hmm. I'd never seen anything okay. like that. <laughs> yeah, so did you like that? Oh, my goodness, the food was incredible. That I didn't get sick on. I got sick at a restaurant Great. somewhere, and, but, but the, the food mm-hmm. was amazing. And and then they kept, they then afterward they, they, um, they gave out this, like, seeds, doll, what was it, mm-hmm. beetle seeds, or whatever they were called. I forgot what they called it afterwards. Beetle seeds. It seed. was like after, yeah, yeah. after the dinner, and everybody right. chewed Many. them and spit them out. Yeah, I, I thought, oh, wow, then, what yeah. is it? Right, right, right. That's those. It's called uh, in Hindi. We call it pan. I don't know what we pan, call it. Pan, right? Pan, right? Right? Yeah. Right. So I love it. I just love it, and I'm sure. Did you enjoy eating that? I didn't actually like it that much. Oh, you did not. <laughs> okay. No, no. I, I, I tried it, but I didn't actually like it that much. But I was very young. I was like in my early. I didn't really like mm-hmm. it, but um, uh, everybody was enjoying it, and it was so—it was such an elegant dinner party. Everybody was dressed up, and right, nice. there were people from from business, and you know, just really, it was a very elegant party with a lot of celebrities, which I didn't recognize. There were Indian celebrities, and oh, okay, yeah, it was a really Did big dinner party. And I, I had never been to anything like that in my life, and it was because of mm-hmm. um, the man who was touring, you know, giving us a tour. His family owned um, a material store on the um, main street, oh, and okay. so he was very high up in society and so he mm-hmm. you know, 
he took us there and um it was it was a wild experience. I got to go to an Indian school because of him, and um mm-hmm. I saw an Indian private school public school i don't I don't know, but they were having um sitar lessons and uh, and the children were so polite every time I walked into a room, they stood up and um they were very polite i was I was just very really surprised at how they behaved, considering I was a teacher mm-hmm. and I knew how my children behaved <laughs> <laughs> and and the, um it was a wonderful, wonderful experience. We had tea together That's and wonderful. It, it, That's it was such a I met a lot of indians we i met Sikhs. I had I met um, okay. Okay. a a friend a friend of I don't know how I met her but I met her and her husband and and they uh, her husband wanted me to sell some things here in the states and I tried mm-hmm. but it was not people didn't want Indian stuff then but like a year oh, or two okay. later everybody wanted Indian mm-hmm. clothes. It was like yeah, crazy. I'm, I'm, I know. And a lot of new stuff is being sold there in the States so these days. I have yeah, friends I have, there, family yeah, there. I have, I have mirrored, mirrored blouses, mirrored tunics that I got from oh. um, that this business. A custom-made silk gown. Oh, that's great. Okay. And and um, a few other things. My husband also had tunics made for him and just a lot of stuff that, um, but then the other, the man wanted me to sell this woolen tie-dyed dress and a few other things and nobody was wearing this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so it was very hard to sell it, you know. Where I lived in Buffalo, right. so I didn't, you know, I, and I lost touch with them. I lost touch with both people, but oh. I, uh, yeah, but but I have a lot of friends now because I'm in motivational strips, and motivational strips yes. has yeah. given me a way to be with um, my Indian friends, and I have so many friends in India. I just, I could probably go to India. Say to somebody, I'm coming to India, and mm-hmm. I would have my entire itinerary planned out. I mean, I know all of these people. <laughs> That's wonderful. That's wonderful. But you know, and you know me now as well. So whenever you come to Delhi, yes. I want to be there. And you live in yes. Delhi. So where in Delhi do you live? I live in Delhi. In Delhi, I live in Ashokbihar, which is again not Delhi. And there are a lot of uh, wonderful places out there where I can take you, where you can eat, and I'm sure you'll love the food there. Oh, I'm sure I would now. You know, it, it, it's still I still yeah, have I can to take watch you out it. Yeah, shopping. It, yeah. yeah, oh yeah, uh, the shopping, shopping's so great. And the, and um, <laughs> Connaught, yeah. Connaught Square is still there. Connaught Place, Connaught Place, Connaught yeah. Place, yes. Yeah, I have a, yeah. a story about that. You want to hear? 
what happened to me there. Sure, why not, yeah. We were going to dinner one night. We, we were um, we we were in these little rickshaws. Do they still have those little bicycle rickshaws? Which place? Bicycle rickshaws. Yeah, okay, they are there, but now they are not. Uh, you won't find a lot of them because now we have e-rickshaws there. Okay. So, so there are electronic rickshaws, which are, yeah. But we do oh, have, okay. yeah, we do have bicycle rickshaws as well. So we went by a bicycle rickshaw, and I was mm-hmm. getting all out of the... Um, the cab, actually, and the sidewalk was quite high. I don't mm-hmm. know if they fix the sidewalks now, but it was very high. They are fixed. To go. No, they are fixed. Now. They have Much fixed better. them. <laughs> it was very high to go f- from street to mm-hmm. sidewalk, and so right, I was right. getting out of the play- the thing. There wasn't really enough room for my foot. To mm-hmm. land on this on the on the gutter, and so trying to oh, get up on bad. this very high sidewalk, I tripped and I fell oh, and hit my okay. chin. And oh, was it really bad? Well, yeah, it was bad. bad. It was bleeding. So I walked into the restaurant, which was a Chinese restaurant, uh, or. Mm-hmm. I think it was Chinese. Maybe it was Japanese. I think it was Chinese. And we um, we sat down at a table, and um, I I immediately went to the bathroom and tried to, mm-hmm. you know, stop the blood. No. But it wasn't yeah. stopping. And my husband, by the time I had gotten back to the table, had ordered food. And I said, I don't think I can eat because this is not stopping. Right. So right, we got right. back on a rickshaw and drove to the hospital. And mm-hmm. I got into the emergency room. And I don't know, maybe it was just a bad night in an emergency room. But there were so mm-hmm. many people there in that emergency room in various stages of illness and I was taken right. almost immediately, maybe oh, because I was okay. bleeding and it wouldn't stop. You know, you, you, it was not stopping. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. and so, here I was bleeding uncontrollably in an Indian emergency room, not knowing a mm-hmm. lot of the people didn't speak English, and. And the doctors, you know, they were, they did speak English, but the doctors were trying yeah, to explain to me what what was going to happen. And I guess they were so worried that I wasn't stopping the bleeding that even though they gave me anesthetic, they started mm-hmm. sewing me up immediately without anesthetic oh, kicking in. I was in such agony. <laughs> they're sewing me while the anesthetic is kicking in, and and they just sewed like like mad people to close this chin. And when I got back to the states, my um, skin, the skin 
um, doctor who did the, um, Mm -hmm. he looked at me and he said, who did this? He said, it's awful. (laughs) Yeah, because he's really bad. You might, yeah. Yeah, and so he he took out the stitches and he restitched it, so it it you know it would be he did some plastic surgery on it, and so I still have a little scar on my chin from there from the (laughs) to remind me I came back on the plane with a big bandage. Mm -hmm. Luckily, it was almost right before we left, but. I had a big bandage mm. on my face, but we came back. We came back after the hospital, and we had dinner, even with that big bandage on my face. And we mm. had the most incredible soup. We had the um, the Chinese soup that has everything in it. I forgot what they call that. Right. Okay. Chinese soup. There are plenty of them now these days, though. Yeah, I'm no, that was so food. good. It was so delicious. Anyway, that was my That's experience great. there. <laughs> great, you liked it. <laughs> that was um. There is again, and then it's, it's yeah. go on. Be there in the states, time. So we can just go around and you know grab a good buy of something delicious, and probably we might do it someday when I visit the states. Oh, I want to do it. I really want to come to India, but it's so expensive, and <laughs> I just don't think I can make it. It's just so expensive. And, I mean, yeah, my brother yeah. yeah, my brother and his wife are in Japan, and that's because oh, she's okay. Japanese, and mm-hmm. she runs, yeah, she has this camp called Mysterio, oh, okay. and they had to get rid of it. Well, they had to stop doing it for two years. Mm-hmm. And this summer they, they did it again. But she had a nonprofit that was attached to it, and she had to give it up. Mm-hmm. It was such a wonderful nonprofit. She mm-hmm. and other people, they stuffed dolls, these little sock dolls, Made out of stockings, and she they and they they put it in a kit, and they had kids decorate it, Mm -hmm. and then they would take it back and sterilize it, and send it to needy children. That's lovely. It was a wonderful. It was called Happy Doll, and then she she changed it to Mysterio. And she lived by donations, you know, and and people coming, volunteering. But during the pandemic, it it, it couldn't go on. And then there are so Mm, many reasons why it can't go on, because even if you sterilize it, you you never know, because it could be somebody at COVID who's touching it. So it's very, very iffy these days. And so she had to give up that part of her business. And I was very sad when she did. But they always spend um, six months in Japan, and this time mm-hmm. um, my my nephew, yeah. who who married a Japanese woman, um, they they welcomed in a baby, and 
so oh, they... Mom. I know, yeah. I know. I have a great niece, so she's... Her name is Maya, and um, awesome. she's, yeah. she's beautiful. And so, you know... I would love to go to Japan for so many reasons, to see my nephew, oh, his, my niece, you know, my great niece, um, his wife. I never met, really. I mean, we met on Zoom, but not really. And um, you know, just to be in Japan with my brother and his wife it would be such a wonderful experience. But also, can't do it because no money. <laughs> so, I can understand. It's very hard. I'm I'm sorry, Andrew. Go ahead. I can understand what you are going through because my brother has recently moved to Luxembourg. So he was left with with his wife and his son. So he was born, uh, my nephew, he was born last year in September. So he's just one, probably one and a half year old, and he was not able to walk here, but he started walking there. So I'm just missing out seeing all this in real, the ways, you know, he takes his baby steps and all. I I usually watch it on videos that my brother's wife, she keeps sharing in the group. So I can completely understand what is it like to, you know, when you miss your family. Yeah, and yeah. I I was so excited when she was born, and and then they showed photos of her, and they sometimes they have a little video. They have a little right. video of her at Christmas and um, having her first Christmas, and it's very exciting, mm-hmm. and it's exciting for my nephew. I'm, but I miss him because. I haven't seen him in three years, I think. And mm-hmm. my brother, he comes, they come back, and luckily he lives close to me, so I see him occasionally, um, mostly at his golf club. <laughs> but but uh, I, you know, I I did um, see him. He, he tries to be there, you know. He, come, he came for Thanksgiving. So we had that mm-hmm. with him, and it was fun, and his wife. And they're just such wonderful people. And I hopefully I'll see them when they come back. They come back like in March, April, and then they stay until yeah. November, and then they go back to Japan. So it's really, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like I guess people sure have you- to live this way. Go ahead. And I was just saying that I'm sure you would have a great time once you meet them. And they're there with you, and you'll get to see your nephew. Oh, yeah. If I, if my nephew ever comes, you know, if I ever see him, oh, yeah, if I went to Japan, oh, that would be awesome. Absolutely great. Yeah. I would love to go to Japan. But unfortunately, can't mm-hmm. do it. I'm, so many reasons mm-hmm. why, but mostly money. <laughs> uh, I, I haven't traveled, actually. I mean, if I was going to travel, I would travel um, to Kentucky, where I have three very good friends wow. living in Kentucky. Yeah. yeah. Great. It's funny how I have friends in Kentucky, but 
I have three really good friends. One, one who is a, um, an author and a filmmaker, and her film is okay. now up on um, Prime. She's got her film on Prime. Letters to Daniel. That's amazing. Yeah, you might want to see it. It's about her um, journey What's with bipolar disease. Her name is Amy. Amy McCorkle. Okay. M C. Mm-hmm. Capital C, O R K L E. And what's the name of the movie that she's made? Letters to Daniel. It's on Prime. That is. Okay. And sure, you can find I would it definitely there. see. You know what? Yeah, I would it, love to watch it. Yeah. It's a powerful movie. Um, she was trying oh. to get it redone, refilmed, mm-hmm. um, because they they filmed this on a shoestring. Absolutely incredible when you when you when you watch it, you won't believe it was filmed for like hundreds of dollars, not thousands. And um, she just she won a lot of a lot of awards for it, and. Um, mm. She's a, just a wonderful friend I've had for a very long time. And um, mm-hmm. she's the reason that I wrote my screenplay, The Kiss. Did I send oh, you my great. screenplay? No, you didn't. Did, but I would, if you can send it, that would be great. I was going to enter my screenplay into um, this contest for um, Oklahoma writing. But... Unfortunately, mm-hmm. my screenplay is 30 pages, and you have oh. to have a 25-page or less. And I wasn't just going to okay. revise it and cut five pages, because this is an award-winning screenplay. It won first prize in Indie Gathering for romantic short um, screenplay, mm-hmm. and it won honorable mention at... Um, at um, Another screen at another place. Um, oh, what's the name of that place? Oh God, I forgot. I forgot where my screenplay was. But it, it, yeah, I, it just came out of my head. But um, I I will tell you that uh, I wouldn't be able to cut anything out of it. I looked at it. I said, "Can I cut anything out of this?" No. I mean, even. I looked at it and I said, maybe some of this is repeating, but it's impo- it's impossible to cut something from a screenplay and not have to worry. Did I did I ruin it? You know, maybe this the repetition is important in the screenplay because you know one part happens, then people forget, and then another part happens. You know, so you're constantly re- yes. reminding yes. them. Yes. It's not yes. like a novel where we are reading a novel and if mm-hmm. you repeat too much it's no good. Um I had to worry about that when I when I was first writing. Did you have that problem when you were first writing fiction that you wrote too much? Yes, yes, and it usually happens whenever I'm writing that sometimes when I write I feel that I've written too much. And then when I edit my book, just then I realize that, oh, my God, I've written so much. I need to just, you know, work on it and lessen the number of words. So I do that. It happens. So can I ask you? that flow. 
Yes, sure. right. You have to let it flow because if you if you edit yeah. while you're writing, it's no good. So you look at yeah. it and say, "Oh my God, I wrote too much." <laughs> you have to right. Cut, it, happens, it happens. It happens. Like yeah. my um, uh, I'll tell this to Brian if he's still listening. Um, the reason that I started writing children's fiction is mm-hmm. because of Paula Danziger. She was a very famous children's writer and I took her oh, workshop okay. and I had to oh, wow. write three pages of a children's story and Paula looked at my pages and the first thing she did was put a slash through almost everything and write cut mm-hmm. and then oh, she God. rewrote so do you love writing children's books or what do you love? Do you writing poetry more or do you like writing books for children? Um, I like both. I think it depends okay. on my mood. Yeah. I write poetry for feelings. If I have a lot of feelings, I have to get them out, so mm-hmm. I write. And occasionally I'll write for a prompt, but that's not feelings. But okay. most of the time... Happens. I write for feelings, but mm-hmm. books, uh, this book, the one that, if I could be like Jennifer Taylor, that came from an experience that kind of changed my thinking, and also, like I said, I started writing it for her workshop, and then Paula helped me get it started, and I left a lot of her first words in the first chapter and um, she helped me throughout the whole book and so I would say I got inspired to write the second book because Mm -hmm. someone told me that they wanted a sequel all it takes is one person to tell you that they Mm -hmm. want a sequel so I did write the sequel and then I realized after I wrote the sequel that I needed to have a third book. And that's when the series idea began, that it was a series, that it was that's a whole group of people who who grew up, had experiences, and came together to do this thing at the end, which is kind of awesome. So mm-hmm. I would like to hear some of your writing. Could you read an excerpt from your latest book? An excerpt from my latest book. Yeah, why not? Just give me a minute. So I need to just, like I said, I've just received my book. And let me just read something that I really like. Means let me read, let me just read my, it's right here in front of me. All right, so I would just like to read an introduction of one of my characters and who's the one, the girl who's leading the story. So it goes like, hi, I'm Shania, and this is my story, which I would like to share with you because I believe that hardships and despair are attributes that have never been refrained from anybody's journey on this plane. 
every other person has struggled or perhaps is struggling in different areas of life, need money, health, relationships, or perhaps something more imperative. While English people these days give priority to the first one, that is money, luxury, abundance, etc. I was probably created in a different way. For me, love and relationships matter more than anything, and I strive extremely hard to keep my loved ones happy and close to me. So let me give you a little tour of my inner and outer world. And that's where when she talks about her family. Now, this is something very interesting that I would like to read, and it might, you know, give people more of interest of reading it. I was trying to digest the fact that she was standing right there in front of me when she raised her arm and pointed one of her fingers towards the dead body. Honestly, I did not have the courage to turn around and look at what she was pointing at, but that freaking finger of hers, however, still managed to look at it somehow. And this time, the body was half covered with the sheet. I moved my eyes frighteningly to look at its face and screamed my lungs out after looking at it. It was me who was lying dead there. So this was this. When I was writing this part, I got scared myself. Means I was writing this. I was trying to give oh. a little hint of horror over there. But then, yes, it was a little chilling. Uh, yes, it was a little <laughs> chilling. <laughs> it gave me goosebumps. So. Yes, yes, but yes. You gave it. me goosebumps. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> wow. Wow, that is very interesting. Now you have to decide, is that real or dream? <laughs> yes, now then you decide whether it's real or dream. Yeah. yeah, that's real or dream. Wow, that's really intense. I love I love the seeking you. finger. <laughs> I love the seeking finger, you know. I could see that seeking finger pointing. I know. I very, very good. Somehow, Do you yes. want to hear something from thank my you, thank writing? Thank you so much. Oh, sure, I would beautiful. love to hear. Yeah, I would love to hear. Yeah. Okay, what should I read to you? Um, Any, Anything, anything that you like. Any of your poetry or... Well, poetry I've read... Um, I read my entire screenplay last time, so I'm not going to do that. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. I I could read from, let's look, because if I read you, let, let's see. No, that's not good. Let's see. Um, oh, yeah. Who is Jennifer Taylor? Who is Jennifer Taylor? This takes off. Yeah. It, it, um, this takes off after the, uh, the first book where Carolyn and Jennifer mm-hmm. have been... Carolyn's been bullied by Jennifer and then finds out that Jennifer has a terrible oh, okay. secret. Jennifer's terrible mm-hmm. secret is she's bulimic, and Carolyn keeps it a secret from her friends, and then finally it comes out. Mm-hmm. Jennifer falls off the balance beam, and Carolyn goes to the prom with um, the homecoming dance with, with 
Jennifer's boyfriend, who she has a crush on, but who talks about Jennifer all the time. And then Carolyn mm-hmm. finds out that she really, really wants to be a cheerleader. Jennifer helps her, and finally she gets on the cheerleading team. Um, a boy that Carolyn is, likes is in her class, and mm-hmm. he asks her out, and they become friends, and basically... Everybody becomes friends at her last party at the end of the book, which if people are going to read oh. it, sorry. So but it sounds really everybody's friends. So this is, who is Jennifer Taylor? This is about Jennifer's life. Was Jennifer oh, very important in the really other really book? Yeah. So this is Jennifer Wait. Taylor. And she's a, a gymnast. You have to know she's a gymnast. I did two perfect somersaults and a double twist in the air, bouncing off the balance beam to stick the landing. As I stood there with my Mm -hmm. arms still in the air, I glanced over to the bleachers. Carolyn didn't make it, but there was Brad with his phone aimed at me. I smiled at him as my coach came over to congratulate me. This is the best you've done all year, Jen, and I think with a little more practice, you will be ready for next week's competition. He hugged me, and I hugged him back. It had been a long way to this day, and we both knew it. This got me thinking about last year and where I had been in my head around this time. It was fall, and I had been practicing all summer except for a few weeks when Mom had to make me leave and go to Florida. When I got back, all I could think about was getting back to practice, and of course that didn't happen. In fact, she had all these dinners planned for us to go to, and really... If it weren't for Carolyn, I probably would not have gotten through the first part of school. She did my homework for me, and that's when I saw she was not who I thought she she was. What Carolyn did for me last year can't be told in one sentence. She really probably saved my life and helped me to have a better relationship with Brad. I wondered where she could be now. She said she'd be here to see me practice. Jen, I heard a familiar scream as I walked toward the bench. I meant to be here. I really did, but cheerleading practice went on forever, and so I'm here too late. Oh, I did see you on the balance beam, though. Brad sent the video, and I was watching it as I was running here from the field. Carolyn ran up and hugged me. I'm all sweaty from practice, I told her. I am, too. Carolyn's face was all red. I don't mind. I'm so happy for you, and I just couldn't contain myself. Carolyn laughed, and I laughed, too. We both looked up at the bleachers as we heard male laughter. You guys, crack, you girls, cracked me up. Last year, all you did was bicker and moan about each other, and now you're hugging. Weren't you around when we made up? I did tell you about this when Carolyn tried out for cheerleading practice. And did you forget how you filled me? she filled me in at homecoming? I mean, didn't you say you had a good time with her that night? Don't you remember? Brad smiled and said, sure I do. I was just kidding around with you guys. Mm-hmm. But that's that's amazing. I will. What's the name of this book? I will have to read it. This one's going on Kindle Vella. This is who is Jennifer Taylor. Who is the Jennifer other one Taylor? is if I, thought, I could be like Jennifer yeah. Taylor. And if you want to hear a little bit of that one, I could read you that one too. This one is the one that was published and is being republished. And okay. This is the one that everything starts out with. Um, this is chapter one. 
Oh, is this mystery? I spot him. What? Is this mystery or what's no. his honor? This is YA, young adult. Oh, okay. okay. It's totally young adult. And it's all about experiences with young adults. So here goes. I spot him walking toward my locker with a small box in one hand and a plastic fork in the other, my crush. He hands me the box and I open it. Inside is a piece of luscious chocolate cake with chocolate frosting. I look up into his blue eyes and give him the box so I can touch his cheek as I smooth his dark hair. You always know just what I like. He smiles and feeds me a fork full of cake. I don't have to worry about eating it because I can eat anything I want and not gain weight. He places the cake box in my locker so he can put his arms around me. The first bell rings in my ears. I ignore it because I'm thin and blonde and floating in the arms of my dark-haired crush. The other cheerleaders run up to us laughing and kidding around, and I'm about to speak. The ringing gets louder. The dream evaporates and I realize it's the darn alarm piercing my sleep. Slamming my fist onto the snooze button, I get this nagging feeling. Then I remember, I have something to do. Worse luck, I have to do it not as a slender blonde beauty in my dream, but as the real Carolyn Samuels, with my brown curly hair hanging like shriveled spaghetti, mud brown eyes, and a body too large for fashion. I see my new book bag is packed and ready by the door with the initial CS in blue, my favorite color. Suddenly it hits me and I get this dizzy, let me plop on the pillow feeling. Freshman year of high school, first day. My brain is ready, but my body isn't. Jennifer will be there, math class and Jennifer, gym class with Jennifer. My body curls into a fetal position and I throw the covers over my head. Don't faint, Carolyn, I tell myself panting. Wow. I mean, it's, uh, although I've always loved reading mystery, but uh, this sounds very, very interesting to me. This, thank you. This is, this is um, a lot of those words Paula helped me write because I didn't have that choppy beginning feeling that I needed. And so, you know, because this is, this is a dream and you don't want people to like fall asleep really. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. And also, sure, I mean, yeah. I, I go against every writing teacher's idea that, and, and editors, they all say, don't put a dream in, don't put a dream in. <laughs> I know what, no, it sounds very, very interesting. And I'm going to definitely search this book tonight on Kindle. Oh, and I'm thank read you. It. Yeah, it's, it's not going to be on. It's not going to be able to be found until um, February, probably, because we're oh, republishing okay. it. But um, it's a In little March. taste. A little taste for anybody mm-hmm. who wants to read it or reread it. And I did get no, a lot nice. of good it's reviews genius. on it. Yeah, I got like 20. Mm-hmm. Actually, at, at the height of the reviews, there were like 27, but I think Amazon took three off for some reason. I don't know why. They take they take reviews off. I'm not sure why they do that, but they do sometimes. So anyway, um I'm going to 
ask you before we go, um, what do you have anything to say to anyone? Well, uh, first thing I would like to thank you for inviting me. It was a wonderful experience. (laughs) Thank you. And I would love to be here sometime again. Obviously, when I will, this is for Ane, but I'm going to write a sequel for Ane, Ane's second part soon. So once that is done, I'm going to be back here with you, I'm sure. And uh, Oh, that will be awesome. That will be great. Yeah, and soon you will be receiving my book. So please, please do read it. And share oh, your yeah, feedback. I do definitely want to um, read it, yeah. I definitely want to read it. I have so many books to read. I can't tell you how many books I have to read. But um, mm-hmm. I have books that I read for my book club, and I have books that I read okay. for people, and I have books that I read for um, just for fun. <laughs> great, great. So I have a lot of yeah. books to read, but, um, yeah, I, I definitely will try and read your book awesome, and awesome. I have books that I am in that I haven't read yet I have I have an, I can, a, a new I'm in yeah. um, Renee Drummond Brown's new magazine That's have you video. seen that she puts Renee Drummond Brown is is on this chat so she may put it she may have put it in but it's on my page and um it's called, let me just give you the exact name of this this book. It's called Writing on the Wall. And she oh, wow. has okay. a, yeah, she has a, a review of my poetry book. You'll probably forget wow. me living with and without Hal. And this is a um, compilation of all the poems I wrote about my husband before and after he passed away. And oh, um, yeah. It, it, yeah, it 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 is on Lulu dot com, and if you look for it, wow. it's not cheap. Yeah, sure, it, sure. It, I it, would it, definitely. It, it is called "You'll Probably Forget Me," living with and without Hal, and it is full color, glossy pages, and just gorgeous book, and. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I'm not just saying that it's just a beautiful book and um I've given this book to a lot of people who've lost their husbands because mm. I was told that it helps them to accept accept loss yeah hard though. well just writing I wrote 40 poems after he passed away and oh. um that yeah. was a lot of Poetry. Every time I got sad, I'd write a poem. So um, mm-hmm. that is available on Lulu. If you buy it on Lulu, I get the royalties. If you buy it on Amazon, oh, I don't okay. know. Okay. It's on Amazon, but it's for the same price, I think. So, but it's worth it getting mm-hmm. it on Lulu because they're very nice. They they send a very nice package. So anyway, I'm gonna mm-hmm. um, have to say goodbye. To you, Tina, and and Brian left us, but thank you, Brian, for coming on the show and your wonderful presence and comments and questions. And um, 
Mm-hmm. I encourage all people who've been on the show to call back if you find a guest you're interested in. Anybody who wants to listen to this show, it's on a, about a, a few minutes after we get off the air. And, mm-hmm. um, yes. <laughs> and I would like you to um, take a look at our sponsor, which is... Um, Sure. Yeah, our sponsor, who is the um, part, not partner, but um, oh god, now I've forgotten the name. I'm terrible. I'm just terrible. So <laughs> I think I think I should um, tell you that uh, it, it is a sponsor <laughs> for our our group. And if you go on Books and Entertainment, the group. You can yeah, find yeah, the yeah. name of it. I don't remember the name of it. I am so sorry. I will try and get it to you. And my next show will be on February 23rd because February is such a short month. It's going to be on the the 23rd of February. And I don't know who's going to be on it, but it should be a wonderful show, as this one was. I'm so sure. Thank I'm you sure. So, thank you so much, Tina, for coming on, for braving all of the technical issues. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. But it was and great. And for sharing your wonderful story with us. And tell us the exact day thank it's going so to be much. out. Sorry, what? The exact day it'll be. It's on Amazon now. It's on Amazon now. Yes, it is there in on e-book. Amazon now, but it's gonna be. Yeah, the book is there on Amazon. Okay, so you can get in an ebook on Amazon now, but it's going to be in in paperback coming out soon. So I want oh, all yes, of you to yes. try and find this book because it really sounds wonderful. I am going to get a copy and read it and. Um, awesome. Yes, try and give it a review. So thank you, Tina, again for coming on the show. Thank and, you. Thank you so much. And um, I'm just really, really happy, and we have two more minutes. So what can we do for mm-hmm. two minutes? <laughs> we can. Why don't you read we can, one of your poems? We can talk. We can <laughs> We can we can think about how 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 technology has has helped us and hindered us in the same breath. Here we have wonderful technology right. that connects us, and then in the middle of it, there you go, gone. That's what Skype is like. Um, one minute there, the next mm-hmm. minute gone, and that's what the exactly. internet is like. It just. One minute gone. Mm-hmm. But I find the Internet has connected me so much with so many people and has given me such a rich life that I just... Uh, Same here. Same here. I, I can't tell you how much of a rich life it has given me. And now I'm back I'm on Instagram. So for anybody who wants to see me on Instagram, I'm Barbara Aaron True. So about to leave the show talk to you very soon again. Please write some comments under the post if you like this show and um, listen to it in archives and tell other people too. And thank you again Tina for coming on and please go to sleep. It's probably like 4 o'clock in the morning now for you. 4.30 in the morning. (laughs) 
goodness. Okay. I'm going to catch some good sleep now. Oh, go to sleep. And thank you so much. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Take care. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.